Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, front page of the Wall Street Journal. Headline reads, half of workers get more pay laid off, which is how it would be considering they decided for they are blaming state level infrastructure, yada, yada. But they decided the federal government to give a $600 payout, which was it's basically $15 an hour times 40 hours a week which is twice the federal minimum wage and what they are saying is the like average. So of course if you're going for the average pay, half of the people are going to be making more. That's what an average leads to. And it's probably not exactly an average. It's a little bit uh lower than that, but on top of that they're getting unemployment. So this is creating a problem because for the small businesses, see, there's all these loans in place for small businesses. They're supposed to get completely forgiven if they do exactly jump through the hoops correctly. They've already talked about how they're going to be audited. So the feds are going to be hard asses about it. And one of the things they have to do is that when they're allowed, I think it's when they're allowed to open up again, they have to open up again. They even have to pay people who can't who don't have anything to do. So if they open up in a limited manner and they don't need all their employees, they still have to get the employees back and pay them with this loan money. And at the end of a certain amount of time, December or whatever, they get that money back. But the workers don't want to go back because they would have to take a major cut in pay. They'd have to take a pay cut to go back to work. To go back to work. And this this whole thing is... uh, really sets up perverse incentives. And one thing it's definitely doing is it's keeping people from wanting this thing to lift. So instead of people protesting and getting mad, they, the federal bailout, this ridiculous thing that we cannot afford from both monetary and fiscal, are is people aren't resisting it. They are wanting it. They're, they would be protesting it. They're not feeling the pain of this, of this, these crazy policies because they're getting paid off. It's like what my mother said about Vietnam War. She said, you'll never have those kind of anti-war protests again because they'll never be stupid enough to implement a draft. If people don't have skin in the game, they're not getting off the couch. And what you're actually doing is paying them to not get off the couch. So this added a little color to a poll. I was already like, what the hell? This Georgia AJC put out a poll, published a poll from the, uh, I guess it was UGA did, it was like 1,200 people, something like that, an online poll. They sent people, I think, emails who then had to decide whether they answered it. So that's already a self-selected group. I mean, this polling, it doesn't matter how many people you poll. If it's a truly random sample, truly random, where nobody can say no and it's double-blind and everything, you only need like 30 people to be a valid sample for basically any population size. But if it's an invalid sample, you could have half the people and get the answer all wrong. If it's all Democrats or whatever, how they word it, you know all this. So this is the, so the headline at AJC was poll, quote, colon, Georgians back shelter in place oppose rollback of restrictions. A broad majority of Georgia voters support a statewide shelter in place order to combat the spread of coronavirus. So I looked at the poll. There are some interesting details about the poll. At 90, 85% of the people have received or will receive a check. So 85%, you know, a lot of people are not eligible for that check. 
So if all those, so these are all the people, 85% of the respondents are getting the stimulus money. So, so then they went on to say, this is the poll question, to what extent do you approve or disapprove of Governor Brian Kemp, his plan to reopen Georgia businesses in the next few days? By putting Governor Brian Kemp yeah. in there, you immediately make all Democrats say, I don't approve of it. Politicizes it, yeah. Politicize it. So then the answer was something like roughly 62% of those people disapproved of going back. And that that is actually less than the number of people who are getting the checks. So it could be all people getting checks saying that. I did a poll. I did a poll on Twitter saying, do you if you live in Georgia, please answer this poll. So far, I've gotten 394 responses. 394 responses and 93% of the people want to go back to work. Now, this is clearly a self-selected group of my tweeps who are like libertarians, probably hardworking people, entrepreneurs, business owners, clearly a totally biased poll where almost 100% of the of this 400 people, almost 400 people want to go back. So the, this is just such a clear example of what complete garbage this uh, manipulation of public opinion is plus the impact of paying people off, paying people off with other people's money to accept a complete shutdown of the economy and to feel like they are being virtuous while they're doing it. When meanwhile, of course, on a totally separate matter I'll talk about later, it's just a freaking bailout. Yeah, putting that into that question, putting (laughs) Brian Kemp- Blew it up right there. Do you support Brian Kemp? No, no, I don't care what you say next. I reject it, I oppose it, I take the opposite stance. That shows that that is not a good faith poll. That shows that that is an intentional propaganda piece that they're trying to gin up and they do not have the best interests of their readers or of the public in mind when conducting that poll. And they know they have to do that because if they didn't have to do it, if they could get that answer without doing that, they wouldn't do it. A week and a half ago, if you asked people without putting any political trigger words in there, you're going to get a lot different number. We're getting to the point now where people know that they're supposed to be either anti-shutdown or pro-shutdown to where you don't even have to put those in it anymore. But Right. I totally agree. They know what basket they're in. Uh, what what? Just as a follow on, this is totally predictable. Pelosi floated the idea of a guaranteed minimum income as part of a potential phase four response. Uh, you know, this is an AOC Bernie Sanders thing. It's just paying people not to work. I mean, it's just warehousing people straight out of report from Iron Mountain. And boy, that is not that's nowhere near as bad for the oligarchs who control the society as it is for the people who are completely neutralized by paying to be stayed at home. After a while, if you're staying at home and they're paying you to do it and you get completely atrophied and impossible to contribute, they can do what they want with you. Yeah, it's a bribe. It's a bribe, bribe, but it's also a trap. It's a bribe and a trap. You're right. Support our side. Say what we tell you to say, even though they don't say it that explicitly. And then we own you. And then, yeah, we own you because if you go back to work like they're telling you to do, not only are you going to have to go end up in an environment at a job that you hate around people that you despise, who talk down to you and treat you like trash. We have dogs barking on all sides (laughs) of the microphone today. Not only are you going to be able to, to, to have to go do that, you're going to get paid half as much as we're paying you to sit at home and do nothing and get high all day and do whatever it is that you want. 
And it makes it seem like this whole system is a scam anyway, that there is no real wage. There is no connection between production, consumption, value added. There, they could not be disconnecting production from consumption or access more. And that's, I mean, it makes me wonder, like, what kind of surpluses were building up in this system during this 11-year expansion? I mean, I heard that inventories were high, but... I mean, it's kind of weird. They've shut down. I mean, it's almost like they've done it to absorb surplus materials. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But and also massive redistribution of wealth and a complete restructuring of the system and the money and everything. I mean, obviously, we've covered those things, but this is getting weird. It's like an allowance and their only chore they have to do to get that allowance is call Republicans and people who don't agree with them racist or conspiracy theorists. That's their only chore. It certainly goes to like the third worlding of the vote. If you've spent any time in South America, I've I've been in various places down there where they were like any kind of third world country where people are like not literate or just illiterate. So, you know, maybe they can read, but they don't really have political discourse. They're not educated. They are voting. They are absolutely voting. You can take a day off from work to vote and they are voting. They literally use pictograms on the ballots. I told you about the pencil. Was I talking about this? Yeah, where they mark the pencil or... It's like the when you go, it's not like, oh, uh, Justin Amash and Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's a picture of a tree, like for the Green Party, a picture of the flag. And then one of them, I don't even know what the hell it is, is a pencil. It's yeah. a pencil. And of course, it is the exact pencil that they give you to vote with. So if you're really illiterate and you have a pencil and you'll see the pencil... You vote the pencil. Yeah. And my husband and I were laughing, like, vote for the pencil. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, but it's just, if you get, if you've, you're literally, I mean, it feels to me like you're warehousing people to vote, which is why I, why I protested Obamacare. It really was not about the healthcare, although I didn't want it and it's horrible, but I protested it because I knew that once the entire, more than half the entire economy flows through the federal government, no one will ever vote for a smaller government because either your dole handout is from the government or your job is from the government or whatever is from the government and you need it to be bigger. And you might vote for somebody who can get you more by being more efficient or the other side, that's the conservative side, or get you more by stealing more, which would be the the liber- liberal side. You know, that's how, that's what's wrong with the uh, having the government flow everything because they can't be trusted. They cannot be trusted. And we can get to that if we get to our, the Fed story. Yeah, I wonder what the images they would have on our voting ballots if they had it their way would be like maybe a stack of cash going in the hand of like a smiling stick figure for one side. And then every other candidate is just a clan hood and a burning cross, maybe. <laughs> or like I watched that movie. Did I tell you guys about the movie Devil's Advocate that yeah. I watched the other day where yeah. you've got a watch it so every once in a while it was like totally basically a normal movie but every once in a while you'd look at somebody and uh and you and they would look back at you and like their teeth would get all fangy and their lips would curl back and like their face would melt and you'd just be like holy shit like i think that was the devil yeah and, you know that's what the picture would be it would just be like a, a hologram like you know if you turn it one way it looks like donald trump if you turn it the other way like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? which you see online sometimes and to what you're saying, last night on Twitter, early this morning, hashtag do not open California was the top trend on Twitter. And right now, or at least before the show, I believe it was hashtag 
extend the shutdown or something like that. So I don't believe for a second that these are naturally generating trends. I believe there's some absolutely not, and that AJC poll demonstrates it. But the California's been locked down for a month. I've been here for most of that time. This may be a permanent move. I don't want to talk about it. This is like the worst possible like mental (laughs) transitions. Just like, oh my God, I'm moving to jail. But uh, may have to do that. But they have been, it's like hot and they have been in lockdown for a month. I have absolutely no idea who could possibly still be communicating these germs. I mean, if you keep it locked down, it would only be to keep other people outside the state from coming in. I think because well, I don't protesters, understand. Protesters, obviously, the the Republican oh. libertarian protesters, and also the reason it's spreading in Wisconsin anyway is because when they had that primary back in early April, and the Republicans forced them to go vote in person, which we called this narrative back then. Yeah, well, now did, yeah. 52 cases have emerged, and they are directly trying to connect them to the Wisconsin primary. Well. I did bring that story two weeks in, April 14th. They were like, it's been two weeks. Two weeks is the typical. It's largely agreed upon that two weeks is the typical incubation period, which I brought to you is absolutely not true. It's like three to five days is the typical. 11 is the absolute outside. It's possible at 14, but almost no cases are there. It's been 28 days. So I would posit that every single solitary case that's happened in the past 14 days is can be conclusively... Uh, categorized as not happening at that moment. Yeah. And as a result, we now have people begging for the government to continue to force them to be under house arrest indefinitely. Well, if they're getting paid double for it, that is exactly what you're going to have. I mean, you're really going to have riots on the street. I don't want to go back to work because I don't want to get sick. That is the BS. That is the BS. And that is BS. But I have to tell you, in keeping with a couple of things that you were saying, one was the uh, ridiculous CNN article. Did you say that? Did you talk about that? Yeah, the CNN article, or at least the headline on their website, is a perfect illustration of the type of conflicting information that we're getting on a daily basis. The top headline says, Fauci optimistic about new virus treatment. Says the top doctor says that recent studies into remdesivir, I guess that's how you say it, I'm not sure, shows it can reduce recovery time in coronavirus patients. Right below that on CNN's website, it says that a small study in China into the same medication did not help coronavirus patients. So it'll help you. (laughs) It won't help you. And they don't care. There's no accountability. Whereas if we said something like that, we'd be run up the flagpole. But this, or run out of town? I don't know. Uh, this This was a CNN headline I saw this morning. I saw someone saying like, this is, this is next level shit was the, the pundit was retweeting. This is next level shit. And it was totally like, whatever, you'll get it in a second. So here was the headline. It says, Arizona GOP chair encourages anti stay at home protesters to dress, get this, to dress like healthcare workers. And to dress like how, like we were talking about, yes, put that but symbol of authority the, on. But she, but it's the, it's the right winger. It's the protesters oh. who are, but so I was like, what the hell? I was like, this is four jillion degree yeah. D chess. Then I read it. Fucking check. Sorry. I don't know why I got all vulgar lately. I really am descending into the depths. So it says, here's a quote. 
of her, what she said, the Arizona GOP chick, planning protests to hashtag reopen America, question mark. Everyone, all caps, wear scrubs and masks. The media doesn't care if you really are in healthcare or not. It's the message in scare quotes that matters, she wrote. So she was mocking the fact that the counter protesters were fake healthcare workers and that nobody was outing them in the news. So she's like, fuck it. Just be you be a healthcare worker. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. So if she had just written Sark at the end, you know, just a little, you know how people do that? Yeah. Sark. Then it would have been fine, right? But that's CNN literally acted like she was being serious and it was her idea. I mean, talk about turning that BS on its head. And she was making fun of CNN for reporting, for not reporting that they were fake healthcare workers. Okay. After we take a quick break, I want to comment on that and tell you about a tweet that just popped up. Today's show is brought to you by Neighbors Feed and Seed. While other states like Michigan have deemed seed suppliers to be non-essential businesses, that's not the case here in Georgia. And with a lot of us spending more time at home than usual right now, there's no better time to get all of your gardening needs taken care of. And if you're anything like me, then you don't know how to grow a thing in your yard, but you want to learn. Neighbors Feed and Seed has a knowledgeable staff that will give you fantastic advice on how to grow anything. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of. And the best part about it is that they are locally owned by a fantastic group of people. So if you're in the Smyrna area, stop by Neighbors Feed and Seed and say hello. Or check out their website at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. And tell them the Propaganda Report sent you. She might have been sarcastic about it, but that's a brilliant idea because there are healthcare workers oh, yes. that oppose the shutdown. No, it's okay. Like it's a fine idea. It's a fine idea, but but it was an idea inspired by their bullshit, not right. created. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. I'm sure plenty of healthcare workers the hell actually I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of the healthcare workers are against it because a lot of them get laid off. My friend who by the way was laid off from his urgent care jobs because they're completely shut down. Got two weeks free hotel because he's a healthcare hero. And, uh, but they, but look at those two doctors who were scrubbed from the internet. They were scrubbed. It's hard to find that video. Corbett just put up a video saying, Where is this video? Yeah. And those guys are staunchly opposed to the shutdown and they're healthcare workers. Absolutely. And the experts that they rolled out to debunk, to quote, I'm doing air quotes for everybody listening, to debunk (laughs) their claims of these two doctors, pretty interesting healthcare workers. One of them, or not healthcare workers, uh, experts, I mean, one of them's name is Bergstern. He is a professor at Washington University, and he studies evolution and theoretical science. So he's a theoretical <laughs> science modeler who's never seen a patient in his life. And he studies evolution. Who is the, that yeah. is loaded right there. But he also is being deemed an expert because he started studying evolution and communication of disinformation about science and about medical stuff. Evolution so, and disinformation. Like makes, I'm going to grow an extra nose. It or makes something no because sense. Somebody's lying to but me. But <laughs> you read his background and you look. This guy's an expert on disinformation. Where, where's his background for this? Well, None of his ba- he's. I'll a, tell you yeah. why. There is a lot of Darwinian disinformation in his mind, which is real information because epigenetics disproves, in my opinion, 
from what I understand about it, it disproves the Darwin thing because there requires another method of communication at the subcellular level where the cellular evolution, quote, has to respond to the environment. It's the only way. Darwinian, pure Darwinian evolution is mathematically impossible. Well, Mark had to have been closer to the mark. But I, well, he I doesn't do anything with evolution. Is, he does nothing with evolution. This guy. Oh, because that would be that's just where, only, yeah. That's under his Wikipedia. What he studied. What his. I wouldn't be was. surprised though he if has, he did that because it's a natural. Maybe, but he's got a, he's got a website that's uh, I think is called Calling Bullshit. And mind you, again, he's a theoretical modeler who's never seen a patient or treated a patient in his life who is being cited as an expert for debunking two medical doctors who've been working closely oh, with patients really? on a daily basis. Oh, this my guy's gosh. a theoretical guy who just picked up spotting disinformation. That's exactly what those guys were complaining about. They were like, Fauci is not on the ground. I'm on the ground. I actually took these stats myself with a robust, like every single person in my county. And I'm not even saying it applies to anybody outside of my county. Right. And these guys aren't anywhere. Who are they? What are they doing? That's so crazy. That's and exactly who he was attacking. Strangely, he's got a book coming out in August that's already number one in its category. It's called Calling Bullshit. I think that's the title. And it's about how to spot disinformation and tools to help you spot disinformation. Now, that's just one of the people debunking it. And when you read their actual debunks of what the doctor said, it's basically like, oh, these guys are fucking douches. They're stupid. <laughs> I mean, exactly. we're not attacking the actual arguments being made. And Never. He goes into some statistical analysis stuff where he's talking about how they modeled a small sample from their clinic and then they, they didn't applied that it. broadly. They didn't model it. They're, they did not model it or apply it. I mean, sorry. They, I'm sorry they I'm yelling a, at you, but I'm impassioned. They took a sample from a number, a sample from I don't their, think it was a sample. They took every test that they had and they said, these are the results. They weren't yeah. extrapolating. They said, we took 6,000 tests. That's what there I were mean. 300. Yeah. yeah. But he's saying that that is irresponsible to take that and apply it broadly. And that that is statistically crazy. They were just arguing for their for their favorite restaurants to be opened. Rio, Bravo. Yeah. Like literally they were saying we're not applying this broadly. I know. But this guy, <laughs> again, a theoretical modeler whose job who, who is or who what he studied is he takes samples and applies them to models broadly for future projections <laughs> says these idiots took 6,000 samples from their clients and they're applying it broadly. How irresponsible <laughs> and unscientific. Okay. And what you do is scientific. You've never seen a patient. You're a theoretical modeler and you're the main expert being cited on MSNBC, CNN, every article you read, debunking and these guys. And one other group that is debunking it, it's the some sort of medical association i can't remember the name but there's two of them both of them have shady stuff one of them the shady stuff is that a few years back they allowed they granted a person who who was a fraud pretending to be a doctor was not a doctor was lying to people lied to them they let him lead a training at a major medical conference in their name one of their trainings, this guy who was, wasn't a doctor, was a fraud, was exposed later, led one of the trainings at a conference. This wow. is the group who is saying, we condemn the lack of scientific effort and methods used by these two. Yeah, you didn't condemn the guy who was just making shit up that you let teach at a conference in your name. This is all bullshit. It is. And what was the name of the guy's book? 
calling, calling bullshit. bullshit. I think so. Th- yeah. That's the thing. We it's we need a name for this debunking debunkery. I mean, the debunks prove it every single time. It feels like every right. time because if they could actually debunk it, they would. So when they come out and say you're stupid or that guy's fat or whatever it is that they say makes him unqualified, I mean, it's just crazy. And the irony of that guy's argument was that it absolutely proves everything that he that those doctors were saying and disproves everything that he himself stands behind yeah and all of exactly all of the articles about this if you read them and then you read the methods and you read the subtle ways they are linking china and russia together as being behind this Uh oh they are abundantly clear russia is so not linked i mean maybe they are but i'm not seeing it in any like real stories i'm seeing it in every real story about no i believe it but i mean like when i i've looked in what russia's doing you know and it just doesn't feel like they're connected with china and their response at all it doesn't matter if they're connected to it right right it matters (laughs) what they can convince the public is yes absolutely yes absolutely it goes like this. The stuff that we're seeing, these fake bots or these people spreading the conspiracies about the coronavirus online is operating a lot like Russian disinformation. China has incentives. So every time they say Russia in these articles, right behind it, China. They're being associated together in the spread of disinformation. They might not be accusing Russia on one case, but they're saying it's like what Russia did. China now seems to be doing this, but then this appears it might be Russia. China. So it's just back and forth, back and forth, intertwi- intertwining them together in this falsehood of firehood, firehose, you know, which they use I, that term. A, full, a firehose of falsehood? Yes, that's the Russian propaganda model, they said. They're using that term I to call that. this a firehood of, of falsehoods. And the people who are behind oh, the fire. ultimate push of this is our friends over at Yonder, formerly known as New Knowledge, which is the only oh! case... <laughs> of a false flag during the 2017 Alabama special election where they created created fake Facebook pages pretending to be Republicans. They amplified this idea that Roy Moore was a pedophile, exaggerated it to extremes, got kicked off of Facebook, then wrote the Senate Intelligence Report. all those Russian bots for his Twitter feed and said that he was supported by Russian bots, but it was them. They were the Russian bots. Do you remember that? It was like tens of thousands of them. And that, I remember all those stories. New knowledge was behind every single one of them. And, uh, and, this the russia thing like we can't forget this is an election year russia is going to be tied to the election i think china i i i can't there's no i can't get around the fact that george gao was sitting at the table of event 201 for this china is in on in on it i'm not ever really sure if russia is in on it china is in on it and if if they can drag russia down during this time, it will add fuel to the fire of the whole Russian interference thing, 2020. Absolutely. And yeah, it does. If, if they are determined to link them together as an enemy, that is what will happen in the media. And the media is complicit with it. And with new knowledge, yonder being behind this, I think this is going to continue. I think it's going to amplify from here. They wanted martial law. They wanted martial law for the uh, for the election and your tripwire clip. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this we're is getting gonna, there. 
Yeah, we sure are. And, Slowly. and Zuckerberg is doing all sorts of stuff over on Facebook where he's taking it, taking the reins. I mean, not, he is a freaking robot. Like he is a, talk about a created person. I mean, that guy. Whew. And his mother is a psychiatrist. There's like no information about her. But I always feel like she she's his manager behind the scenes. Yeah, That's and YouTube is doing the same thing. YouTube just introduced a new search panel. They announced it this week where when you search, there's going to be like an editorial fact check that pops up alongside your search that gives you information about what you're searching. So it's kind of like they do on CNN. They tell you what to think about the information <laughs> and the sources that you're about to. I'm going to make a comeback on YouTube. I'm going to try to salvage my brand that I'd put so many years into. So I, I have a YouTube channel, but I'm not, I don't think I'm going to put any tags outside of like Monica Perez. Yeah, I hardly ever do any tags anymore. I try to avoid the word yeah. coronavirus as much Nobody's as possible. Nobody's going to, we're never going to pop up in a search for a topic. You know, maybe Epstein, because you did all that stuff on Epstein, but uh, we're never going to pop up on a search for that. Like, the only way anyone's going to find me on YouTube is if they're looking for me. They're never going to be like, oh, they did great work on Event 201. Like, that's not happening. Yeah, it's anything coronavirus happen. related, especially because they have all those yeah. PSAs from celebrities and wash your yeah. hands with me and stay at home with me and all these. I mean, it's flooded with just propaganda for any coronavirus search. There's really no chance of showing up no, unless no you are put there to be demonized. That's the only way they might allow you to yeah. show up. Speaking of what is getting suppressed... As far as coronavirus information, what are you ready for that? I, the ready, vitamin yeah. C thing, or yeah, I'm ready for it. Oh, the vitamin it's C you, thing. I wanted to know your thing. I have something to say about it, but well, I wanted you to. Speaking tell me of that. new knowledge, they're kind of behind this push. Also, you're not allowed to say vitamin C. They're saying that if people claim that vitamin C cures coronavirus, then that gets you banned from YouTube. Anything that undermines the World Health Organization narrative, but it's not clear on what context that you're speaking about vitamin C in, because if one says vitamin C can help build up your immune system and help protect you from coronavirus, that could very well get removed from YouTube. And this is being pushed by Yonder. This is vitamin fucking C that we've been told our entire lives is good for you, healthy, builds the They're immune system. They're telling you not to go out in the sun, too. I mean, I saw, I saw a thing in California. It was like it was 60-something degrees out, and it said unhealthy air quality. And I was like, why? There's no cars or anything. And it said UV. I'm like, at 60-something degrees, like how much UV is blasting down? They just don't want you to go out at all. They don't want you to get any of your vitamins, it seems like. I know that sounds even more conspiratorial than normal. I, uh, Dr. Andrew Weil, he was wrote, wrote some great health books. A member of the CFR, which always like made me scratch my head. I have no idea. I guess some people are benign there. I don't know. But he used to recommend, and I'm sure he got trouble for this, and I did hear somebody talk about it in more current context, but that he was suggesting IV vitamin C if you're taking a surgery or anything like that. So the thing of vitamin C as having health benefits, I mean, even comes from the establishment itself. Well, now it's Russian disinformation <laughs> intended to sow discord. I wanted to give people the names of some books that they wanted. One was uh, Jonathan E. Mord wrote Global Censorship of Healthcare Information. He's the one who got folic acid, the information that folic acid can prevent spina bifida out there. The FDA tried to suppress it. And when he won against them, they still would not roll back their 
penalties for saying that folic acid had that benefit. I mean, it is really messed up. So I thought that book was pretty good. I talked about it in the Patreon 15 yesterday, but I want to just rattle these three more head, uh, titles out. Greg Carlwood of Hireside Chats recommended on when we interviewed him, Virus Mania by Por- Torsten Engelbrecht. Uh, I recommended or was highly recommended to me Beating Cancer with Nutrition by Quillen. And then Mary Holland wrote The HPV Vaccine on Trial. And that was, I, I heard about that on the higher side chats. That was very interesting. Gardasil, really interesting stuff. Uh, so anyway, those were books I promised to get the names for. There they are. All right. Well, in the patron 15, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Colbert's interesting form of propaganda, Stephen Colbert, that he's doing on his show, as well as some fears about Zoom spies and if we have time, what they're doing in Hollywood now. And I'll tell you a little bit about uh, Justin Amash and the Mooch. All right, fellow coronavirus truthers. (gasps) That's going to get us suppressed. Truth is... Wait, facts are facts, but truth is truth? I don't know. (laughs) Truthers are bad. I did not come up with coronavirus truthers myself. That was what Chris Hayes of MSNBC titled his segment last night where he... Yeah, pejorative. Yeah. Where he took apart those doctors spreading misinformation. Chris Hayes, if you're unaware of who he is, he's like Rachel Maddow without all the testosterone. (laughs) Hey, that's my line. I'm the female Rachel Maddow. (laughs) <laughs> you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the propaganda report podcast feed and if you want to get access to that extra content that we release every time that we release a drive time news blast then you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and for five dollars a month less than 15 cents a day you can get access to that content and to our patron parties one of which we have this upcoming friday so so excited make sure you sign up and we always accept higher monthly donation rates to help us keep the show going because frankly we keep need most of it free what we can get absolutely and we will talk to you guys tomorrow